Oh, wow. On that Nedda moment, uh, that's uh, Zim Ngawana. Uh, this uh, title of the song is Bantu, and that's uh, Rainbow Nation. Uh, thank you so much uh, for beautiful music. Thank you for tuning in. And right now, um, we are doing our I'm an African uh, conversation, or having the conversation. I'm an African. We, we're connecting to things about us as African people, things that are happening in and around us. And uh, right now, joining me uh, in studio, I did mention that uh, she's dressed the part. She looks like a, an African queen, uh, Martha Shumba, who's a Zimbabwean living in South Africa, a social activist and chairperson of uh, organization of uh, African youth. I love it when young people uh, claim their space and uh, have their voices counted. Uh, shall I say Magadi Shumba? Welcome. Thank you so much for coming through. Okay, thank you. Now, I'm sure you are sad that you couldn't vote. Let's yes, start there. Yes. Uh, but watching on television how, um, you know, the elections went smooth and uh, seamless, is it uh, some form of pride for you? Do you have any concerns? Yeah, everything went very well. We can say this is our first uh, free and fair elections after a very long period of time yeah. where people are actually able to voice their concerns and stand up and say, I am MDC, mm. I am ZANPF, or I am MDCT, or whatever um, party they are voting for. So this is actually something that we can be proud of as Zimbabweans. Now, I'd, I'd like us to speak to that person who's listening to this conversation and saying, why didn't you go back home? How did you end up in South South Africa. What is uh, pr- prior to uh, what we now call democratic uh, elections? Uh, what was life like in Zimbabwe? Uh, uh, the situation was very, very bad. Mm-hmm. For somebody to just up and say, I am leaving That's my it. country, it was not easy. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of social and political instability. Mm-hmm. Uh, hunger and starvation was rife, even if we had land, but we didn't have the money to purchase even seeds. Mm. Uh, to grow our own food. In, in terms of politics, we saw a lot of people who were brutalized. Some were even murdered. Some disappeared. Mm. So this life in Zim, you could smell poverty. Mm. You mm. could smell suffering. And this has been happening over a very long period of time. We felt it and we decided to... Now, to also to speak to those who would say, um, uh, but you know, was the international community justified um, to impose the sanctions uh, to, to uh, especially for, for Zimbabweans? Um, was this justified? To a larger extent, I can say it wasn't. Because uh, they acted uh, maybe politically or whatever reasons they mm. had. But to me... Um, a lady from rural Berengwa, where I come from. Ordinary folks are yes. the ones who suffered most. We suffer the most. We don't mm. know what happened. What happened? We don't know uh, why they made that such a decision. We just mm. felt the effect of it. And at the same time, I, I just think that they could have done something, mm. especially not the international community, but as Africans, other African countries could have actually sat down and say, what's the way forward? What can we do to assist Zimbabwe without sure. imposing the sanctions? Or maybe 
Lessen them a bit. Maybe reflecting on some of the parties that availed themselves um, to be on that ballot. Uh, I laughed at uh, some of the memes that were posted about uh, President, uh, former President Mugabe looking at uh, the ballot paper yeah, yeah. and saying, for the first time, my face is not here. Something is wrong with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe let's uh, reflect on some of the political parties um, that have availed themselves, uh, what the prospects are, and who, in your view, mm. I know that you know your, your vote is your secret uh, yeah. which you were denied by being here um, in, in your view who stands a better chance uh, in my view I can say ooh, it's a tough one I can imagine because you have to balance both you have both. to balance wisdom and and youth and youth at the same yeah, time because I mean for the longest time we've had these old men um, ruling and leading Africa and it's, yeah, it maybe went, it's it, time for change. Yeah, it went to an extent where somebody asked you a question like uh, who is the president of Zimbabwe? You say it's Mugabe. But it, it, it came to a stage where you can ask uh, who is the Mugabe of Malawi? Yo. Because Mugabe was associated with the presidentship to mm, that mm, extent. Mm, mm, who is the mm. Mugabe of South Africa? Yeah. So now uh, I can say it's a tough one even though we would love the young ones to take over. Mm. Fresh ideas, fresh minds. But then the but fear is, do they have do enough Do they wisdom? have what it takes? Yo. Because when we look at change, changes, changes start when Mugabe resigned. Mm. Changes mm. started when, when, when President Mnangagwa took over. That's when change started. So he has the wisdom. He has, I can say, uh, on the international community, maybe somewhere, somehow, they mm. can actually you know, trust him yeah. with their funding. And for some reason, he ticked all the right boxes. Oh, he, he actually did. But I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm inviting now someone who's going to join us um, because, yes, he ticked all the right boxes, but he was part of the regime yeah. uh, for the yeah. three decades that yeah. uh, people of Zimbabwe suffered. Uh, Rulani Siweya is joining us as Pan-Africanist writer and founder of uh, African uh, African Mask and, and uh, an MBA student at uh, Menkosa. Good afternoon and welcome, uh, Rulani. Afternoon, Chris uh, Alden. Afternoon to the listeners and your guests there. So the conversation is already underway. And, and the question I'm just uh, going to throw at you now is uh, if you can just reflect who stands a better chance. And uh, Martha Shumba and I, uh, we're just trying to reflect on who could stand a better chance and how do we balance between wisdom and um, the, the youth that uh, Africa yearns so much to be led by, uh, but not, you know, leaving out the wisdom that's necessarily needed uh, to move Africa forward? Mm. Uh, you know, uh, you're asking me to be a prophet. I <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes throw your bones. <laughs> uh, throw my bones, which maybe might not go in my own wish. What is more interesting in Zimbabwe is that you have an MDCT which has, has yielded a, a, a presidential candidate who's young, he's 40 years old. Mm. It's very historic and, 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 and encouraging, especially in SADC. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you would want to see young people like the likes of Chamisa taking over mm. and leading Zimbabwe and bringing change. I've been following and observing and watching uh, my fellow Africans in Zimbabwe, and they're speaking about change, they're speaking about the economy growing and issues of employment. It's something very, very important and very interesting. More so because if you look at South Africa and the 2,000 and so numbers of young people who left Zimbabwe to come into South Africa, it's, it's in the main young people who want change. Mm. The question we must ask ourselves is that 
those who were given the opportunity to vote, those who remained in Zimbabwe and could have had the opportunity to express themselves, what have they done? Mm. Yeah. One, um, are they ready to be led by, by, by are they ready for change? Mm. One, the fact that uh, Mugabe is no longer there in ZANU-PF. You might find the old regime saying, no, there's never been anything wrong with ZANU-PF. The problem has always been Mugabe. Mm. Now yeah. that he's gone, let's give ZANU-PF another chance to lead us. It could be another another challenge. The other thing which we, we must ask ourselves is that um, when we speak about the change which we say this new regime is bringing about, will it necessarily change the living conditions of our people or not? But I'm very, very interested in... It, it would be interesting that if you could have a situation of a shared government of some sort, mm. where you don't have a winner takes it all. That's, yeah. that's what, what I think should necessarily happen in Zimbabwe, so that you could have some form of transitional taking over, learning from the old and taking over from the young. But of course, the old, in the last 30 decades, they have not assisted the people of Zimbabwe. In fact, they've taken the country from from what it used to be, the breadbasket of Africa, to something which is which is very disturbing. But Rulani, is that not going mm. to perhaps delay decision-making, though? Um, yeah. Because, you know, then we end up doing party politics and not uh, changing people's lives. Mm. Look, the unfortunate thing is that politics is about that. There's the rhetoric to it. Mm. Uh, there's the real tangible change to it, and which needs to change. In fact, when you speak about Zimbabwe, would really want to see the necessity and the necessary change. Look, I'm listening to the young woman who's speaking to you who could not necessarily go and vote. And I'm listening to her and I'm thinking, there's a leader, there's somebody who, who grasps what needs to happen about her country. Why is she not given an opportunity to maybe go home? Mm. And, 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 and whatever skill that she has, plant it back and, and assist her country to become better. But I guess we want to see change in Zimbabwe. But, but I guess also, post the elections, trend, I, I guess I'm, post the elections, Rulani, that opportunity mm. presents itself. We have to pay the bills. When we return, uh, we invite you to also join in the conversation. 0891 104 207, or you can send us a WhatsApp voice note. 0614 104 107. Call Chris Salda now. 0891 104 207. We invite you to join in the conversation. Thank you so much for not changing that dial. Rulani Siweya is joining me on the line as a pan-Africanist and writer, and uh, she's founder of uh, the Africa Unmasked, and uh, she's a, an MBA student at uh, Mencosa. Also joining us in studio is Martha Shumba, who is a Zimbabwean living in South Africa and a social activist chairperson of uh, Organization for African Youth. And as we take your calls, I'd like to find out uh, from you, Martha, I mean, these elections, do you regard them as an opportunity for you post the announcement to go back home and make the meaningful um, impact that's needed? Or do you feel like there's still going to be a long way before you can actually offer your services and skills? Yes, I've, I've been asked that question by, by a lot of locals and I say to them, not so fast. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, to be honest, it's going to take a very uh, a, a long period of time. Yeah. If Israelites spend 40 years in the wilderness and we expect change within the next one or well, two Well, South Africa is what, 24 years into democracy? Into democracy. And uh, let's not forget that... Uh, when many Zimbabweans left Zim to come to South Africa, mm. they left their homes. They came with families. Some mm. had to sell whatever little thing they had. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a matter of uh, a mixed identity. 
so we are now here it's not easy for somebody who is already married to a south african or to another foreigner to just pack and go yeah but what i would what i would advise uh, whoever is taking over you need to integrate the diasporians yeah. because they have enough wealth to say i can sell my car and start all over in zim but there is fear mm. A question that I didn't ask you, Rulani. Are you hopeful mm-hmm. um, reflecting on what happened yesterday? I'm, I'm actually very hopeful. Look, uh, the fact that Zimbabwe was able to, can go to to elections for me, one, it's a step in the right direction. Mm. Of course, you hear concerns that, but from my own observation, so far so good. The elections have been free and fair, of course. There will be challenges there and there. I was telling somebody that, for example, I don't think that economically, even though Zimbabwe is ready to can have the diaspora voting in their particular countries all over the world, mm. I think it's a step in the right direction. I like Masa what she's saying mm. because I think she's being realistic that it's going to be a, a lot, lot of hard work, freedom. right? Mm. All right, let's it's take a your calls. To freedom, <laughs> and I agree with her. Pun intended. The, the diaspora must be integrated into making Zimbabwe better. Yeah. You see, what must yeah. not happen is there was a time when President Mugabe insulted Zimbabweans in, all over the world to say those who have left Zimbabwe are not Zimbabweans; they are spoiled brats. They don't want to stay with us, whatever. And and look. If you are hungry and there is no food and you're looking for a job to feed your family, you're not going to sit and say, I want to be a loyal Zimbabwe and stay in Zimbabwe, when you can live and go and sell your labor in the, ne- the neighboring country and make a living. Now, we are hoping that the government of the day, which is going to come and be announced by the, the Electoral Commission, All right, let's is take... going to integrate and accept that Zimbabwe and to leave Zimbabwe for whatever reason. Sure, let's but go to Donald. Them to make Zimbabwe a better shielding living place to find yourself in. Let's go to Donald in Rustenbeck as we take your calls. He's also from uh, Zimbabwe. Uh, good afternoon and welcome, Donald. Hello, my sister Kisilda. I uh. love you very much. Oh. I, all I know about love is Rudo. Rudo. That's I'm very well and uh, all our guests are well. Your, your input. I'm sure you're very excited about the Zimbabwean elections. I'm very, very excited. And I want to congregate with my two sisters there. Mata Shumba and the Magadi Guaranzisia. Two Simba Magadi Nivo. I am very happy. No far The change we want in Zimbabwe is for, is the, we want to know Chamisa to lead. That's what I can say. Okay. That's the only change I can, yeah, I, 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 I have got faith in that change. Not the other changes like the Mnangag was, uh, no. <laughs> these guys, they were part of, these guys, they were, they were, they were part of massive mess with them yeah. for more than five decades. But they did were, you influence your family to vote then, or it's just a wish that you have um, for yourself and you did not share with your family? My sister, I was mobilizing and motivating my relatives yes. and my friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. My spirit is there. Right now, I was chatting to your colleague, Awungilo Dumako, yesterday was in Kweku. I'm used to chat to him. Yeah, yeah. I, we can feel your spirit of excitement. Thank yeah. you, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take Samson in Cape Town. Good afternoon and welcome. Yeah, welcome to the Kweku. To me, me, the problem is, you see what I like about uh, Zimbabwean politics. Mm. Is each and everybody now with the Mungangawa's regime, it gives everybody the platform to stay and uh, make sure that the people follow you according to what you are going to give them. Mm. To me, I've never had anything. 
that people can really expect from Nelson Chamisa. My first colleague was was in Gosana Moyo. He gave everything that I can see. People uh, that can take Zimbabwe from the quagmire that we were in, mm-hmm. and also Munangagwa on his wisdom and the pro- and the, when he sought out the relations with the outside world, because our problem was our relations with the outside world. Yeah. That is what made the people of Zimbabwe suffer. It was nothing that was happening in Zimbabwe, but it was our relations with the outside world. Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Samson. And this is the challenge that uh, we reflected on, um, mm. uh, Rulani. If you can just respond yeah. uh, to this in a minute. Yes, it's very important that we must be prepared to accept whatever the elections give us. Mm. Yes, we must respect. That's what I'm saying, that you must look at the voter content, the, the, the demographics of those who are going to vote in Zimbabwe. I've said that the majority of young people have left Zimbabwe. They are mm. not in Zimbabwe. Over 2 million young people have left Zimbabwe and South Africa. They were not able to vote. They, they continue to express that, I would have wished for this, I would have wished for that. Mm. The ones that are remaining home historically are aligned to the regime that has been. They see it as their liberator, that ZANU-PF has been their liberator, and that the problem has been this old man called Mugabe. Yeah. And now that he has left, then surely there is no problem with this political party. That's it. And, 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 and those are part of the dynamics which you are going to see. It, it's a step. That's what I'm saying. For me, from where I'm observing, it would be ideal to have a some form of government of national unity where you don't necessarily have a winner takes it on mm-hmm. of some sort. Yeah, yeah. So that you are able to integrate and take it from there. You have Zimbabweans being able to express themselves and being able to go back home. And then you can then have them fully expressing themselves. What is more important is that Zimbabweans need to unite. Post these elections, they need to unite. They need to grow their economy. They need to ensure that they, they, they work towards being the, the breadbasket of, 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 of SADC and, the, and, 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 and Africa. Oh, I that's, that's what we must be focusing on. Zimbabweans need jobs. African yeah. young people need jobs. They need an opportunity to express their skills. That's what we should be talking about post this election. Yeah. And uh, we, we're taking your news headlines. When we return, we are going to read a couple of your tweets and listen to your WhatsApp voice notes and uh, take uh, the last batch of callers. And then we conclude the conversation. Here's uh, the news headlines with Uzi Lesaku. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.5 FM in Oat Bay. Yeah, in case you're wondering uh, where you can find our dial, we are between 104 to 107 nationwide and uh, all over the country, including uh, Zimbabwe, Lesotho and uh, parts of Mozambique. And we welcome you to Lifetime Live uh, with me, Chris Alder. And right now we're having a conversation about uh, proudly uh, being Africans and reflecting on what's happening in Zimbabwe and hoping that it is hope. Uh, it is uh, jobs, it is a better future and a better environment, a thriving environment for all Zimbabweans. And joining me on the line, Rulani Siweya and Martha uh, Shumba is in studio. Let's go back to the lines, 0891-104-207 is the number to dial. Uh, Wellington, joining us from Midrand, and uh, you are from Zimbabwe. Good afternoon. Yes, sir, I am from Zimbabwe. I'm very well, thank you. Okay. I just want to start by congratulating my fellow colleagues by having a peaceful election in my country. Mm. But uh, I just need to share a few sentiments that I've got here. 
You know, if we look into Western areas, European countries, they've got a certain class of things, the way they do things. European money, what have you, and what have you, a lot of things that they do together. Mm. What's happened to Zimbabwe, it's going to be a similarity of some of many of African countries because of the culture of us as blacks. If you're checking all African countries right now, we are being led by elders. But if we look at the way things are being sent, mm. they are far beyond the technologies of the world right now. But we cannot change them because of their skinness, because of their, you know, I, I don't know how to say it. Mm. I'm not insulting our leaders. They did liberated us from our colonial It's time to move on. Era. But it's time that they need to groom somebody. And, you know, I was always, uh, talking to my wife about a car, and this is a very good example that happened in Zimbabwe. We have tended to love Mugabe and think as if he is the Messiah of Zimbabwe. But at one time when they even forced him to go out, my heart was so painful. But I had to sit down and ask myself, why is it my heart mm. is so painful? Mm. Because we have been seeing him as a Messiah. Mm. So we can mention a lot of African countries that have gone through this. Thank you, I'm Wellington. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to why Western always want to impose sanctions on African countries? Why do they choose the lifestyle that we have to live in Africa? Mm. Who are they? Why do they do such things? Because if you don't do the way they want... And I guess, Wellington, the question begs to be, why do we allow them? Yes. Um, yes thank you. True. Thank you very much for that input. Silas and Jobek, thank you so much for your patience. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, I'm I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, the only one question that I want to ask. Hmm. Uh, you know, if you are a woman, you are married to a husband. Yeah. You got a husband that is beating you every day for the past thirty years. Are you? T- uh, would you keep on having hope that is going to change up tomorrow? Even if says today I will never beat you again. That's That's the unfortunate reality of us as Africans. And uh, if you've been told by your elders that when you pray for him, he'll change. Mm. And you start with the emotions. Yeah. Yeah, There's a saying in Sesotho. Yeah, but reality stays on the ground between you and your husband as well. Every day when you see each other. That's it. Thank you. But now it comes to the same point. Mm. I remember like parents when uh, they went to vote yesterday. Mm. They are both 50. They all, everyone could tell me, even if you take a pump, you know the pump that used to pump the bicycle uh, tire? Yeah. They'll tell you, even if, even if Chamisa say water is going to come out from that pump, they will still believe in it. Oh, my the goodness. The point is to try and say, the point is to try and say, we have had enough. No mm. matter what you're going to say, it will never change anything. Because for the past 37 years, we have been with you in the system. Yeah. How do we expect you to change? So that's it. I don't know, but 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 in other words, uh, if it is for me anyway, my country gets by. I'm wishing to go back. I wouldn't mind to do that. Thank you, Silas. Thank you very much for that contribution. And uh, ZJC on Twitter saying, we really expect a free Zimbabwe, jobs, good health programs, uh, better infrastructure. And I hope after elections, us Zimbabweans living all over the world would return home. That's my wish and hope. And uh, Tapua Jim says uh, the uh, count isn't over yet. 
but the hope to get ZANU-PF vaporized from Zimbabwe's politics is palpitating. <laughs> and Lumza uh, Maibuye says Zimbabwe has been uh, stable for a while now, despite its all uh, well-documented troubles uh, that are known by everyone. I think you need to rephrase um, your question and ask how long till we see them um, on an upward uh, trajectory. And which I guess everyone is, is crying for. As as we conclude your concluding um, remarks, uh, perhaps uh, let's listen to these voice notes and, and then we can have those uh, conclusions. Hello. I am a Zimbabwean. One of the people who didn't manage to go and fought. The reason being that we came here to fend for our families and going there for just a day wouldn't make sense because at the end of the day we need to put bread on the table for the children so it was unrealistic and the days of the voting were tricky because it was end of the month we needed to look for money end of the month that's the right time where we get money so that's why i ended up but my heart was there at home, but I couldn't help it. Honestly, I did wanted to vote. Mm. Yeah. Uh, afternoon, I'm listening to your conservation with the guest and all the callers who are calling in, brothers and sisters from Zimbabwe. Mm. To my surprise, I find it really uh, hard to understand why they, they are expecting change, they're expecting a new government to take over while they are in South Africa, in Europe, who will bring that change? Mm. It's supposed to go home and vote. Thank you, uh, Paulus from Nelspreet. Thank you, Paulus. And as as we conclude, I'm going to give you a chance um, uh, to give us your uh, concluding remarks, uh, uh, Martha. Uh, let's start first uh, with Rolani. Uh, let's let's wait for for the results from the IEC. Mm. Let us accept them. Let's let SADC assist Zimbabwe. Let us have a regional bilateral agreement, economic bilateral agreement. Let's grow Zimbabwe. South Africa, beyond shielding Zimbabweans and accepting them into our shores, just like you find them in Zambia and in Malawi, mm. let us have economic bilateral relations. Let us help Zimbabwe to grow. Businesses, business community, let us go to Zimbabwe and invest. Let us help Zimbabwe to grow. That is the only solution to all these problems. And Let us assist Zimbabwe to grow economically when you have got foreign direct investment, sure. especially from SADC, you're going to address the issue of unemployment in Zimbabwe. And mm. that can never happen with the old phrase of quiet diplomacy. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much, uh, Rulani, for joining us. Uh, Rulani Siwela, who is a pan-Africanist and writer, founder of the African Anmas and MBA student at Menkosa. Mother? Yeah, um, as, as, as for con- conclusion, I would like to say we have already started uh, mobilizing organizations and business people for the post-elections. Mm. Uh, we are not going to wait for whoever win to put, uh, you know, uh, systems whatever in systems place, in yeah? place. We've already started, as I mentioned, um, with the Zimbabwe South Africa Network. Uh, we are planning a festival, but it's not just a music festival, but we are bringing in uh, business people to actually mix and mingle with the everybody here in South Africa, as well as introducing the South Africans to the Zimbabwean business. Yeah, yeah. We are an untapped market. When is this going to happen? Uh, one, goosebumps. Okay. Because it sounds like, you know, a step forward in the yes, right direction. It's, uh, it's on the 1st and 2nd of December. 
Okay. Uh, it's going to be at the Ellis Park. We're going to have a, a pre-dinner where we're inviting all the business Zimbabweans in South Africa and South Africans who want to invest in Zim. It is time to form partnerships. If we can share a language, like we have vendors mm. here, uh, vendors in Zimbabwe, um, um, Debeles, can, Debeles yeah. in, in, in here and in Zimbabwe. The Why one cell that's going to work for South Africans is when you tell us if we'll have access to land. Unfortunately, we have to leave the conversation. Contact yeah. details where can we get the info? Uh, the information, uh, you can you can email me, Martha at zimsafest.co.za. Zimsafest, one Zimsa word. First, yes. Zimsa All right. First. Thank you very much. Uh, that's Martha Shumba, Zimbabwean living in South Africa, a social activist, the chairperson of uh, Organization of African Youth. And that's where we end this conversation. And uh, we're hoping that everybody gets a dose of love. And that's, uh, here's Eliza, um, love.